you know, tell me in what other industry would this work? Construction? Can I show up to a construction site with my hammer and just start putting stuff together and post them just social media and say, hey guys, look at this beautiful subdivision I built. Hey there, welcome to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples podcast. Do you know that the number one regret for most couples after their wedding is usually their photographs? Tammy will share all the knowledge and expertise she has gained over the years to help you get the very best wedding images from your photographer. The conversations on this podcast are going to help you understand how almost every decision you make for your wedding day directly affects your photographer. Tammy is going to give you the knowledge and awareness you need to create a nearly perfect position for your photographer to be in on your wedding day. And that means better images for you to remember your special milestone. Tammy Blaylock is an internationally awarded, nationally featured wedding photographer and published author. Since 2010, she has excelled in helping each of her couples capture beautiful, emotive images from their big day. Tammy wants your wedding day to be as perfect as you do. So tune in and listen up, because this episode's about to begin. Hello, everyone. Welcome to my podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about photographer exclusivity and when that is included in a clause in the contract you sign with your photographer. But before we get started, I want to ask that if you enjoy this podcast, you might also love my book. So I want you to check that out on Amazon. It is Amazon Prime eligible. It is printed and it also comes in a Kindle version. And I also have a Facebook community if you want to join that and um, jump in there with some other couples and parents. The links to all that is in my show notes. And thank you for listening today. I hope that you learned something to make your wedding images better. All right, so let's dive right in. Photographer's exclusivity. What does that mean? Maybe the photographer that you hired and you signed a contract with has a clause in their contract that is titled or labeled or has a section header, something to the effect of photographer's exclusivity or exclusivity for the event. And usually what that means is that they shall be the only contracted or commissioned or paid photographer taking pictures at your wedding or event. Does that mean that Aunt Belle or Uncle Bob or your neighbor Jill can't show up with their DSLR and take pictures? Usually not. But if they start to interfere with the paid photographer's job or act in a way that suggests that they are the paid photographer, then this is the part that the clause is referring to, and that's why it's in place. So why? Why does that clause exist? Why is your photographer including that clause in their contract? So let's go over some reasons. Number one, you don't want your wedding to end up in a full-on photo shootout. You want your wedding day to be a peaceful event, and most photographers have a pretty big ego. They are somewhat territorial, 
and you want one photo team in control of the event. You don't want to be cut in half. You don't want your time on your wedding day to be cut in half with another photo team. It's usually difficult enough to be sharing your time between your photo and your video team. Usually it's a challenge enough to have those two teams working together amicably. I can't imagine throwing in another photo team, you know, two photo teams and a videographer team and having to work that all into the timeline. I mean, my mind is just going nuts thinking about that interference. There is already, you know, we are having to work around all of the guest cameras already. And not only cameras, but iPhones, iPads, and and all of the guests' uh, DSLRs. When the guests fire their cameras with flashes, that introduces a lot of extra light into the scene that we have not accounted for. When we expose for what we are about to photograph, we're not calculating for 17 extra flashes to fire. So that is more interference. And for any photographers who use off-camera flash and set them up in a slave mode, which means that they're not really working off of a channel, a remote channel, they are going to fire when they see another flash fire. Any any guest camera who is using a flash, that's going to fire off the main photographer's flash. Just every time that that flash sees anyone else's flash fire, it's going to fire if the main photographer isn't using wireless channels on their remotes and triggers. And like I said, there's already enough team members between one photo team and one video team. So we don't want to have extra interference from all of these guest cameras also. You already don't know which camera to look at if there's a second shooter. And this is just extra stress that you can eliminate by having one photo team. Number three, in this industry, in photography etiquette, it's actually considered poaching. If you show up to a wedding that's that you were not hired to shoot and you snap a couple of pictures and then you post them on your social media as if you were the hired photographer that's poaching it's not your job that those weren't your images to add to your portfolio you are portfolio building on someone else's coattails You aren't paid to be there in that capacity. And if you were, you might be violating the terms of the lead photographer's contract. You know, tell me, in what other industry would this work? Construction? Can I show up to a construction site with my hammer and just start putting stuff together and post them to social media and say, hey guys, look at this beautiful subdivision I built. Or how about the medical industry? Can I show up to someone's waiting room with my stethoscope and start examining patients in the the waiting room and then post to Instagram, I served 12 patients today. Look at me. Or the food and beverage industry. Can I serve appetizers to all the people waiting on a table at dinner time 
and then post to social media, check out my new menu. No, that's poaching. Like it's very unacceptable. I don't know. It's just the right thing. Actually, it's just the wrong thing to do. Common sense tells you that. Graceful Moments Weddings and Events is an award-winning wedding planning and event management company serving San Antonio, Austin, New Braunfels, Bernie, and anywhere you are. We offer full wedding planning, coordination, and event management. We specialize in and love romantic, elegant, classic, and memorable weddings. It is our mission to provide you with superior service, a unique experience, and quality coordination services. Visit us at gracefulmomentsweddings.com to learn more about how we can help you plan your special day. Number four, assumption. People may assume you are part of my team if you are acting like a paid photographer. And your attire or your behavior may not reflect accurately on my brand. And sometimes it's hard enough just staying separate from the videography team because guests normally always assume that we're from the same company. And the attire issue comes up very frequently. I always wear, unless it's like a black tie wedding, but I always wear slacks, a blouse, and dress shoes to a wedding. Even if it's a backyard barbecue, I dress the same. Unless, like I said, it's a, it's a black tie wedding. I never wear t-shirts, jeans, cargo shorts, or tennis shoes to a wedding. I dress a very specific way, but sometimes the videographer team does not. I have shot very high-end weddings at golf resorts, and the videographer team looks like they stopped in from a family picnic. I always just cringe thinking, do any of these guests think that those people work for me or with me? If a guest is acting like they are on the photo team and they are drinking and acting obnoxious, I would hate for someone who was at the wedding who did not know them to assume they were with me. Lastly, I want to say that most professional photographers already know the deal. They already know proper etiquette in this industry and acceptable behavior. And I wouldn't expect this type of behavior behavior from, from them. This is going to happen from someone who is trying to break into the industry, trying to get their foot in the door, trying to create easy opportunities and not really wanting to invest in proper ways like marketing for real clients or networking with other vendors like planners and venue owners or putting together styled shoots or even asking for second shooting opportunities or even trying to establish trust with the lead photographer and just ask if they can carry bags for the lead photographer to prove their interest and dedication. I will say that this has I've actually experienced this and for a minute, 
I was really upset at this photographer for doing this. I slept on it and the next day I woke up and I wasn't as upset, but for a minute I was really upset. They took a camera to a wedding, took some pictures, totally different from my style, but posted them on Instagram before I had a chance to post any sneak peeks, tagged the other vendors, some of the other vendors to include the venue and the marketing, the social, social media marketing company for the venue saw that they had been tagged as a collaborator in those images. They did not know any better. And then they shared the images to their own, to, to the venue's Instagram profile. And again, before I had any time to post my own sneak peeks, luckily the venue owner noticed this right away. I had a call the very next morning, probably before 8.30 in the morning. I was apologized to and the post was removed. The the venue owner recognized this as not the right thing to do from that aspiring photographer. Like I said, I had already made the decision to just let it go. I did not want to make a big deal of it. I knew that that photographer would someday learn the lesson that that was the wrong way to go about breaking into the industry. Um, But I was comforted in the fact that the venue owner who has been in this industry a long time recognized the flaw and immediately corrected it. So I just, uh, I want to go over with you real quickly the clause in my contract. I'm, it's very lengthy. I'm not going to read it to you verbatim, but I'm going to give you the meat and potatoes of the clause so that you will know basically what it says and how it reads. Unless otherwise noted, Attagirl will act as the sole and exclusive photographers. And again, I'm leaving out some a, a lot of sentences and words from, from these clauses. It is a direct violation and breach if clients knowingly allow any other photographer, professional or otherwise, to share any images or video from this event or post any images or video from this event to any social platform to make the representation, appearance, or suggestion or suggestion that they were the contracted photographer. In the event this happens, the relationship between Attagirl and clients will end immediately and no refund shall be due to the clients. And then it just goes on to say that clients agree to this. It specifically mentions that these photographers will not take any still photos of my setups, poses, arrangements, or any time that I'm contracted to be Uh, photographing. If it happens, I have the right to end the session or the event. I will notify the clients. They will be allowed to correct the situation. If it doesn't end again, I have the right to end the the relationship between the client and Attagirl and no refund shall be due. This is just a reminder to read your contract, know what it says, understand it, and follow it. Every clause in your photographer's contract is there for a reason. They are trying to make their jobs easier. Each 
clause in the contract is probably a result of something very specific happening to the photographer, and they are just trying to avoid those sticky situations for the future and make every wedding that they photograph just flow more fluidly and easier. So it's not only for their protection, it's also for your protection. So again, read your contract, know what you're signing, understand it, and follow it. If you learned something today, do me a favor, share a screenshot and tag either Complete Wedding Ed, that's Complete Wedding Ed, or at a girl photo, A-T-A girl photo, or you can also just help me spread the word and tell all your engaged friends about this book and this podcast. You can also find me on the web at completeweddinged.com or atagirlphoto.com. Photo is on pretty much every single social media platform there is, and Complete Wedding Ed is on Instagram only. If there is ever a topic you want me to cover or a specific question you want me to answer, just email me, Tammy, T-A-M-M-Y, at atagirlphoto.com. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you have a wonderful day, and I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving week. I will catch you next time. Adios. Thank you for listening to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time, and we hope that you learned something to make your wedding photographs better and your wedding day less stressful. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts so others just like you can set their wedding photographer up for success. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you again during the next episode.